Hey, Truth Hooligans, this is Big Country here from the Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. Wanted to give all of the Truth Hooligans out there an update on the recent episode that we recorded this past week. Uh, I'm having a little bit of issues with the editing process as there was a major, major echo in one of um, the microphones, our guest's microphone. So working through to get that ready for you guys to release this coming week. So bear with us. However, um, we did receive some tragic news um, just the other night posted on Have a Shot of Freedom's uh, Instagram page. The uh, founder, co-founder, Have a Shot of Freedom Whiskey, Zach Hollinsworth, uh, passed away October 8th, 2021. Um, the information was disclosed of his passing just Wednesday night. Um, it it kind of came as a shock to all of us. Uh, we had the absolute honor and privilege of interviewing him in early 2020. Um, so our thoughts and our prayers are with Zach's family and all of his team and crew over at Have a Shot of Freedom. Uh, if you guys have not tried that whiskey, please go grab a bottle. Um, the guy was a, was a real American hero. Um, came out with an amazing, amazing product um, and was definitely giving back to the community, back to uh, the veterans, which seems that our government could give two shits about these days. So the episode that you're about to hear is uh, the episode that we did with him back in 2020. Um, I know this is an older episode, uh, but we felt uh, obliged in a way to present this episode again. So you guys have a chance to listen to that and maybe go check out their their Instagram page, and uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a tribute uh, to to a fallen uh, to a fallen hooligan. So enjoy this episode um, with Zach Hollingsworth from Have a Shot of Freedom, uh, and the episode that we recorded this week will be out shortly. So bear with us, but um, for now, enjoy this one, guys, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. Hello and welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always on the other end of the mic, your other favorite host for this evening. Boy, eh? And unfortunately, we are missing our third co-host tonight, Chris, uh, brother in blue, uh, works for Cops Plus, is not going to be able to join us tonight. Um, he was at, He's been at work since like 2 a.m., and um, I guess there was an officer-involved shooting. Uh, everyone is okay. Everyone is safe, so that's good. So uh, he gave me a phone call and was like, dude, I don't know if I can make it. I haven't even pissed today. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, if you're not on the show, you're off the show. No. <laughs> He's resting his cape right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, man, we love you. We wish you are here. And, uh, you know, usually on the show, We've had we've had quite a few guests on the show so far, and uh, obviously we talk about conspiracies. We talk about what's going on socially in the United States. We do some from time to time. We do true true crime episodes and cryptids and 
kind of some fun things. Well, that shit's not fun. Serial killers are not fun. <laughs> I guess it's fun for us to talk about. But on tonight's episode, we're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to talk about the other aspect of our show, uh, whiskey. And I, unfortunately, I'm not drinking whiskey tonight. I only have, I got a beer here. Oh, I got, I got, I got two brand new <laughs> bottles. I finished, oh. I, I had three. And now I only have two. <laughs> so yeah, I had, I had I had six at my cabin. I'm down to four after this week. Oh man, sounds like you need to make a trip to the store. <laughs> yeah, so there's something there's there's something super cool about about the last two bottles I bought. I just want to point this out before I forget because I didn't notice it until just now. And we'll get into the bottle design and things like that. But each bottle comes with with a dog tag, and it tells you when the when they were bottled. And the last two bottles I have. You know, the, all the all the dog tags say uh, bottled for an American patriot. And these last two bottles I have were bottled on the 4th of July. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> Shooting American <laughs> bottlings on. Yeah, yeah, we tried to do bottlings on uh, some good dates. We have some coming out for uh, September 11th, actually, oh, coming okay. out. And they say uh, bottled for uh, COVID 2020, freedom there can't be quarantined. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. So, so for the listeners out there who who's wondering who's that that's that sultry voice, that third voice you're hearing, uh, we are joined tonight by our guest, uh, Zach Hollingsworth. Hopefully, I said your last name correctly. That is correct. Uh, who is uh, a co-founder, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, Have a Shot of Freedom Whiskey, uh, and we invited him on the show, and he said, "Let's." do it i'm at, you, you won't be able to see this zach but i'm showing your website right now when this uh, video comes okay. out but cool. a little bit of a you're about uh the story of how you kind of got started man but thank you so much for being on the show absolutely my pleasure yeah so, this was we, we we haven't done a show about whiskey or beer since a couple of years that we've been doing this so this is kind of a this is this is a good starting point better better now than never so yeah okay. absolutely uh Zach, real quick, do can you like tilt your camera up? Yes. Yeah. yeah, when you lean forward, it like cuts off your, uh, your fit. Yeah, or I'm sorry, the other way. Do it the other way. I don't want to cut off half of that gorgeous. There we go. <laughs> Beautiful man. So, um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, you know what's your background, and uh, how this all came to be. So, um. I was born and raised in uh, Wilmington, Ohio. So I'm uh, originally from a small town. Um, went to uh, college to play basketball. Um, actually had an education degree. Um, was supposed to graduate in like, I don't know, a month or two. And went to a concert. And they brought Marines out on stage. And I said, I'm going to join the Marine Corps tomorrow. So I... Uh, Went to the recruiting station, joined the Marine Corps, and I, I called my mom, I don't know, a couple weeks later and said, hey, I joined the Marine Corps. And she said, well, I never thought you'd graduate college, so I guess that's a, guess that's a good thing. So, uh, yeah, I graduated, went straight into the Marine Corps, um, did active in reserve for about 10 years, got out in uh, 2017, um, spent time in Afghanistan 2010 and 2011. Um, so when we were over in Afghanistan, it was kind of the idea for, for freedom came about. So we had, uh, oh, you can read a lot of it on the website, but to give the, the down and dirty that I, you know, don't put on the website cause it's a little bit more disgusting. We, uh, 
we went, so we spent most of our time in 2000 and into 2010, we were on the border of Pakistan. So I had 82 Marines, uh, artillery battalion. And we spent all of our time. So when we were taking out Osama bin Laden, we were the blocking position in Afghanistan. So we we're actually oh, wow. launching rounds from Afghanistan into Pakistan. So we launched about 330 rounds the morning of the raid into Pakistan. Um, so we were down there for, we went 69 days without a shower. So Jeez. we started laughing. Hey, we started 69. laughing saying, there it is. <laughs> I know, right? so we started laughing saying that we smelled like freedom. So we would, uh, we would sneak onto these, we'd have to go do resupply runs and we'd sneak onto these air force bases and we would steal all their Dr. Pepper and their rip. <laughs> but they would always like, we'd go in the chow hall and we would refuse to shower. So like, yeah. you know, we'd be a month in going to their chow hall and they'd be like, that smelled terrible. And we're like, we started joking saying, that's the smell of freedom. So, yeah. so when we were down on the border, we would just say, man, when we get back, that beer is going to taste like freedom. That, that whiskey is going to taste like freedom. So flash forward, we get back and, uh, sitting on my back porch, drinking with some buddies. And I said, Hey, let's, let's have a shot of freedom. Great company. So I, uh, Reach out to a buddy of mine who's out in the uh, San Diego area, Spring Valley. Um, and it was like, hey, man, I got this idea. I don't have the money to start my own distillery. Can we partner up? He's like, absolutely. So partnered up with him. And we started out just selling online three years ago. And now we're in 17 states. We, we were the official whiskey of the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, wow. oh awesome. Sponsored a Country Jam and Euclair, so we sponsored uh, Toby Keith, Keith Urban, Chris Young, Charlie Daniels. I mean, you name it. We've we've dabbled in a little bit of everything. So we do a bunch. We donate to all veteran charities. So we've we've donated tens of thousands of dollars since since we've started. I mean, we're probably actually I say that, but we're probably if I actually looked at the numbers, we're probably about over a hundred thousand dollars now. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, we just we hire. Wounded vets and their families. Um, that's kind of what we're dedicated to expanding that way. So you can find us every Bevmo and Total Wine out in Cali. You can find us in every ABC store in Florida. Uh, we're out in Vegas and all the Total Wines out there. Um, French Embassy in D.C. If you're randomly at the French Embassy. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we do a little bit of everything. Um, but, yeah, I'm you check out the website you can see all the the charities that we donate to and kind of kind of what our mission is and kind of our story so yeah that's amazing man um the the bottle itself i want to talk about the bottle because this is a pretty it's a pretty unique bottle it doesn't look like most of the other bourbon bottles we see right? right um and my favorite part about any bottle that i open is the cork top <laughs> Like yeah. if, if if it doesn't have a cork top, I yeah. feel like I'm drinking trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. But is there is there is there an actual reason behind the cork top, or is that just you know stylistically something you it's want just to choose? Gangster. That's why we. More <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> stylistic thing, though. I mean, I'm very particular about everything that goes into it. Um, yeah. So I had a. Everything was basically done. This isn't an ego thing by any stretch, because. I take no, I, I, I draw no personal value from owning Freedom Whiskey, but right. uh, I just, I had the idea and I was like, you know, like, I'm going to do this. 
um, I actually, the, the money I got to start it, it was, I was bought a house as a short sale. I flipped it. I refinanced it and took that cash and said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to try to do this. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to go bankrupt and have a bunch of whiskey sitting in my basement. So it's, <laughs> a, it's the best business to ever <laughs> ruin, but it ended right. up going well. But no, I, 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 I sat down and I knew no one in the liquor industry. I knew mm-hmm. nothing about the liquor industry. I knew nothing about design or anything. So actually was like, Hey, I, I, I want to do this. So I started looking at tattoos and I was like, I love this. I love this. I love this. Came up with it, drew out what I wanted. Had a buddy of mine I grew up with that connected me with his buddy that does graphic design. And he and I went back and forth and came up with the Eagle that you see on the front. Yeah. Uh, I am probably Ooh. the only Marine that has a deep love of poetry. And so the the poem on the side actually wrote in like 10 minutes, I was running on the treadmill and I just memorized it in my head, jumped off, typed it out in a text message. And that's how the poem. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you wrote this poem? (laughs) Yeah. I wrote that. No kidding. 10 minutes on the treadmill. I was running. I was just saying it in my head. I just typed it out. That's amazing, dude. Uh, Cause (laughs) it, it was, I was reading this, right? And I had already had a few whiskey, you know, a few glasses of whiskey. I'm not going to lie. Because originally, how I heard about this was a, a coworker of mine who's also a Marine veteran, Trevor. Shout out, Trevor. He, We were talking about whiskey and, and uh, we were talking about bourbon specifically. He said, you have to go and try this whiskey. And I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. You know, that's what we do here. So yeah. I went and I found it at our local BevMo here at Grossmont Center. And... uh the first, I hadn't seen it. I, I didn't take a look on the website or nothing. I just went straight to the store and the bottle obviously catches your eye. Like the, the shoulder of the bottle is like square, you know, it's, it's a very stylistic bottle. So I got home, had a few of the whiskey drinks. My wife does not drink whiskey at all. And she helped me polish off the first bottle. And, uh, and that's how uh, baby I, five I, happened. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fixed. That ain't happening. But uh, I, I started reading this poem on the side, and and you feel American as hell when you read this poem. And <laughs> I appreciate I, that, man. And, and uh, my wife goes, who wrote that? I said, I have no idea. And she goes, I don't know if I've heard that before or not, but that's amazing. And yeah, uh, I won't, That's my most proud thing of the whole company, I won't lie. Is yeah, man. Poem, and you get it on every bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's so a great awesome. poem. That, that's awesome. That's, uh, uh, and 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 so so what what was the idea behind putting a dog tag on every bottle? Because uh, you know some some bottles they'll do like um, a limited edition run with something extra on it, but every every bottle you get comes with a dog tag, and I have a feeling that there's going to be large collections of dog tags <laughs> hanging around the whiskey <laughs> recording. I'll studio. be honest, that's the weirdest thing. Is like, I, I mean, I am a very humble redneck from ohio that has i mean if people it's it's odd that like people recognize me in public now and it really <laughs> it really throws me off like i'll be walking down the street and they'll be like are you a freedom whiskey guy i'm like oh my gosh this is, this is not me but like we'll have people send in i'm not kidding you people i've never met that's the most random stuff is people i've never met in a different state that have a bottle with like 40 tags on it like, I, I buy a bottle all the time and I'm like, yeah, it's just weird yeah. to think that like what my, my dream is like gone into somebody's home and like people are passionate about it. Oh, and, like, yeah. So we do yeah. different runs of tags. So the idea <laughs> of it came from, 
I wanted to give somebody something different. Like you see Blanton's and you can get the different, you know, the different tops and it is cool. But like, I was like, what can I give them that they can actually use? So they're, it's yeah. actually awesome for spare keys for, you know, you know oh, yeah. your, gym, your gym key. If you have one of those RFI D cards, like I don't know, it's something you can keep for, for really any reason. So we do different. I don't even know which dog take you have, but like, so we had a Latin version. It was uh let them hate so long as they fear in Latin. One was, uh, either on on my shield or buy it and uh what was the last yeah, one uh, i am not the latin. latin lead yeah so yeah, there's there's, there's three latin different ones. latin ones we've had uh you know some english different ones. I, there's been so many at this point i don't know we just come up with them and i just i just roll with it and i don't you know i keep a, i keep a spreadsheet so i can actually remember <laughs> the stuff that i said but uh yeah i mean the dog taste has just become a thing where you know it gives it a unique feel and you know, my bottler hates it because they have to hand stick them on every time. So I get cussed yeah. out for that, but uh, no. worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like we started out, and I'm not going to call out the companies. I'm hoping to listen to them, but there's been several companies that uh, <laughs> I've tried to steal our idea and think. Oh, no. So, yeah, we're not having that shit. Is, no. You can't, you, can't, uh, you can't patent a dog tag, unfortunately. So. Right, right. For sure. Um, let's go back real quick to your story about what you did in the military and that you were part of the blockage um, on the raid for Osamah bin Laden. Two things, man. One, uh, for thank you for your service. Absolutely. And, and and two, after hearing all this, I am a huge fucking pussy, and <laughs> I yeah I. Uh, uh, you know, we're we're a hundred percent on the show. Not only support the military, um, but we do obviously support the first responders. Um, and you know, we have uh, our third host, who's not with us tonight, um, is a police officer himself. And I was looking on your website here, and uh, you have something called the Hall of Heroes. Uh, hear their stories, feel their freedom. Are these? Uh, I haven't clicked on any of them yet because i kind of wanted you to maybe uh walk us through it a bit um but you yeah. have 369 individuals on here um, yeah, so are I these mean, deceased sorry. or no. so, some of them are some of them aren't um so okay. what we do is it, there's no set time for it we really leave it open to our uh to our followers and the people reach out and have a story and I hate saying like we feel like it's worthy. It's not necessarily that type of thing, but you know, it all depends on what we get from uh, from people. But um, the first one we ever did was Josh Sams, who I actually um, who I grew up with, who I you know I knew uh, both. Gosh, there's a bunch of us that went in. Brandon Wall, Kyle Green, they both. I didn't go in the Marine Corps, but then myself, uh, Matt Swindler, and Josh Sams, we all went in. That was. I came back from Afghanistan and uh, Josh, Josh replaced one of the sister batteries to me. Or, so I was, um, I was with alpha battery. He went over and uh, uh, replaced Bravo. Um, they were at Kajaki dam. So long story short um, and remind me if I forget his, his mom's the biggest badass of the whole group. But <laughs> so Josh was, he, Josh was a scout sniper in the Marine Corps, uh, volunteered like two weeks before they were coming back. Because Jockey Dam, you can look it up. There's a whole history to it. And uh, 
Russians were there and then, you know, the terrorists end up taking over and there's a, there was actually a torture house there where they used to, Jesus. to anyway, whole different story, but the whole place was IED riddled and Josh volunteered to take him out on a, on a patrol to show the new unit, um, what was, you know, what was what. And he, uh, it's basically this, this mound and to hear him tell the stories, he, great dude, you should have him on the show. I'm boring. Compared 100%. To him, but, uh, <laughs> He called it the shaft, and he's like, as soon as I put my hand on that right nut, I just remember. <laughs> he said, I just remember myself flying in the air. So, oh my god, hit, got flown out, lost both his legs above the knee, couple Jeez. fingers, like I mean, got 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 all you know torn up, but doing great now. Strongest dude you ever meet. Um, you know, Damn, does all awesome. these races with an arm bike and whatnot. But talking about his mom, so his first deployment. Right before he came back, his brother in middle school was in a four-wheeler accident and passed away. So oh, wow. his mom, you know, deals with that. And then like a year later, he goes on deployment, gets blown up. And she's still like, she's the rock. So Damn. he got, uh, he was the veteran of the year for Freedom Whiskey Company. Um, we do a Veterans Day event every year, which is on the site as well. And he was the veteran of the year. And he actually gave it to his mom, which is really cool. That's so, super cool. Um, the other one on there is Charlie Baker. And he passed away last year. He was one of 26 guys, I think, out of 200 and some that survived in his unit. He was on the initial landing oh, at Iwo Jima. And uh, that geez. dude was just like the biggest <laughs> badass. And like he, he had all these love. He had these. His, he was dedicated to his wife. She passed away before he did. He had these love letters to her and you would read them. And like how you and I would casually talk about what we had for dinner. He's talking about throwing grenades at people. Like wow. in the trenches, you know, he's like, you know, my love, I love you. But like, you know, last night I saw a bush move and I wasn't sure if it was the enemy or not. So I threw three grenades and a couple, you oh know, it's just God. like, it's no matter of fact. Just like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, went store, I went to the store and I got groceries. But like, yeah. so we have, we have some, I mean, some seriously cool people that we get to meet, that we get to hang out with and that, you know, we really get to, to honor. And then our Veterans Day event every year, we end up having, you know, a couple hundred people in our small town. and. We get people, World War II vets and Vietnam vets, and you know everybody gets together, and we have open bar, and we have live band, and we just we just rock it. So, man, that's yeah, awesome. We have, we have some good times. Uh, it, yeah, it says uh, at the bottom here of uh, Corporal Baker is that it, uh, so your company honored Corporal Baker at a at our first annual Veterans Day event with a handmade flag box and an accompanying vial of sand from the beaches of Iwo Jima. $6,100 was raised for the Fisher House Foundation at this event. Yeah. And I'm like sitting here like reading this dude's story. Uh, again, I'm a huge pussy. Holy <laughs> like the closest yeah, he, thing to Iwo Jima I've been to was like <laughs> Call of Duty. So and it's, it's one of those two. Like if you when you watch some of the documentaries on Iwo Jima, you're just like, whoa, it's yeah. That's yeah. a whole not, that was no a joke. whole different beast. And that's both sides, man. As much as as much as people, you know, we're all pro American, man. Those those Japanese that were dug in at Iwo Jima, some bad SOBs. Like, yeah, they knew yeah. they knew we're not leaving this island. Like, it takes some kahunas to to bury yourself Absolutely. in a mountain and go come and get it. <laughs> yeah. they knew they were coming. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks to all those badasses. I get to sit here and drink this whiskey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, uh, 
I, I think that's what I, you know, knowing that you guys uh, are all veterans, employ veterans and things like that. Um, because just the taste of the whiskey itself, we, we've, I don't know how many different whiskeys we've had, Brian, but a lot. And, and this is definitely the best tasting whiskey. And it's not a whole lot coming from me because I've had all kinds of different whiskeys, even very terrible whiskeys that we've finished off. Right. But my wife and my cousin, they don't drink whiskey and they loved this. They loved it. Yeah, and sure and it, I had to make sure that I took this home with me from my cousin's house because it would have been gone <laughs> if I left it there. Um, so, you know, can, can, can you kind of take us through the distilling <clears throat> process of, of your whiskey? Without giving yeah, us secrets. We don't want yeah, without, without giving Without Keep giving the house away. Keep it broad. <laughs> yeah, so... So we went into this. So there's, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of reading and learning mm -hmm. and like, I'm a big dork when it comes to that stuff. So, and, and I'm fascinated by business people and how they get ideas going and how does it even work? How do you make it successful? And, and although I'm not a member, the idea of planet fitness fascinated me. And it was one of the driving forces behind like how we came up with what we did, which sounds odd, right? So like <laughs> Planet Fitness goes after everybody that's not into fitness. It seems like contrary to everything that you should do, right? Like, right, right. Like most gyms are going after the 10% of people that want to go in and, you know, drink their protein shakes and pump <laughs> it out and like do their curls. And like Planet Fitness is like, look, we're going to give you donuts and pizza and like, Give us in if you want. If not, like screw it. Just give us ten bucks a month, and we have massage chairs. If you, just want to come in, right? you know, right. So you have this huge market in whiskey that's going after these self-proclaimed connoisseurs, right? Like, <laughs> not a connoisseur. I'm, I'm just a drunk. Okay, <laughs> I love everybody that supports freedom, but if you tell me you're a connoisseur because you went on. <laughs> The bourbon trail. I just, yeah. I, I can tell you what my face is. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't, like, it's, to me, to me, bourbon's like pizza, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you might like Pipe, Papa John's and, like, awesome. Like, but I might like Domino's. I might like pizza. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah. you're not going to offend me. But what we wanted to do was to make a whiskey that wasn't pappies, that wasn't like this mm -hmm. super aged, that wasn't like, I'm not going after, I'm not going after that, right? Like I'm going yeah. after, so to answer your mash bill, we make it with a high corn content in order to make, and we, we, we age it for four years mm -hmm. and then we, then we're done. I'm not trying right. to make an eight year. I'm not trying to make something super oaky. I want something that you can drink straight and it's going to burn, but you're not going to be like, man, I'm chewing yeah. on a, on a, you know, a lead pencil Absolutely. and you can put it with ice. It's 90 proof. So you can put it with ice and chill it, but you're not like, Oh God, it's really mellow. Cause it's 80 proof and mm -hmm. now it's watered down. So like we intentionally are going after people that want to get into whiskey, but don't necessarily know what they're doing and just want to drink something smooth. Like right. people that really like whiskey still like it. It's an everyday drink, right? Like it's, it's something you could have every day and you're not feeling like, you know, I'm I'm spending $120 on this bottle. I'm not getting a 20-year Elijah Craig, which is yeah. fantastic, by the way. But <laughs> you're not, you know, you don't feel like you have to drink that every day. So it's like right. we intentionally went after a specific demographic and obviously mm -hmm. the patriotic theme to it. But just from a whiskey standpoint, like you guys were talking about the bottle, 
I can't tell you how many comments we get. They're like, this is really good. Like yeah. I saw the bottle and I thought, oh, this is a sweet bottle, but like, this is really good. And I'm like, yeah. thanks. Like, <laughs> I wasn't just going to put garbage in it, but like, right. yeah. so I mean, I, I'm glad you said that because, brand. you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can tell you like, and obviously I'm somewhat partial because I own it, but like we, since we started this company, we responded to every email and every social media, excuse me, comment we've ever got. I'm talking hundreds That's of thousands. Awesome. That's all That's we do, awesome. yeah. right? I bet in the entire time we've had 15 complaints. Really? That, are, that I would call actual complaints. Yeah, now, yeah. If somebody gives me a complaint, it's not made in Kentucky, I'm like, Roger, like, <laughs> I'll line up a bunch of bourbon and you tell me in a blind taste test which ones are from Kentucky. And you exactly. can't do it because, yeah. like, I love Kentucky as much as the next guy, but, like, if you're telling me you can tell the difference, then I will I will take you on that bet. You cannot right. tell me which one's from Montana, which one's from Colorado, which one's from Cali, which one's from Ohio, which one's from Kentucky. Like the people of Kentucky are gonna tell you they can tell and they're lying because they yeah. can't. They have no idea. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Without a they wish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys clearly nailed it when when you were you know, your demographic covered. Like I said, yeah, you know. For sure. I, people that I know that aren't whiskey drinking and I and I don't I mean I, I remember when, when I first started drinking bourbon specifically, you know, I tried to drink it straight and I was like, I don't know how fucking yeah. people do this. dude. <laughs> and then, and, and, but this, I can drink straight with no problem. A little bit of ice, a yeah. little, little bit of freedom. And, and it's great. And like you said, it's, it's not, um, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of babying this along because I paid 120 bucks for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's definitely an everyday drink. I think you guys nailed that for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. And if you're like me, like the problem yeah. is you get four in and you forget that it costs 120 and you're like, ah, what's 120 bucks when I'm drinking? Yeah. $120 and you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the last eight of those. Yeah. You see that empty bottle sitting there laughing at you. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, um, so I, I have I have not tried it yet, uh, only because it's not in stock in my state, but I can order it online. So what I did order it. Uh, I'm in Kansas. Uh, so um, it's just not on the shelf. Um, I can order yeah. it from anywhere, but I did order a bottle, so I'm excited <laughs> to try it. And um, the way that Boya talks about it, I, I'm, I'm fully aware that it's going to blow my mind when I drink it, because typically... Um, I I I typically stick to Irish whiskeys. That's kind of my thing. And I've yeah, had really whiskey. good Irish whiskey, and then I've We've had, had some terrible. <laughs> um, what was what was the bottle? There was a favorite Irish Irish. Oh, okay. Um, favorite non Jameson Irish whiskey. <laughs> I go. would sell. Okay, so there's. Uh, I'd say it's a um a three way tie. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, not fair. You have to pick one, dude. Uh, <laughs> I would say, I would say, Teelings. Um, okay, I actually, I actually bought that not too long ago. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, Teelings is good. Uh, I enjoy uh, Bushmill Red. Um, okay. and then I like Proper Twelve. Just be, it's. I mean, it's not a, because it's Conor no, McGregor. It's, yeah, he's got I a just thing. I like Conor McGregor. I don't care he's, what anybody says about it. Uh, big country is definitely not shameless about it <laughs> i have an unhealthy infatuation with conor mcgregor but let me tell you a quick story boy i'll answer your question about the irish whiskey that we had 
And this is just kind of a fun story to make you guys laugh. So last night, uh, my wife tells me, because we're in the process of moving, which is why there's it looks it looks like I'm just I'm just renting a room right now, squatting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, she tells me she goes, I had a bad dream about last night. And I go, oh, okay. What did I not do in your dream that I'm going to get in trouble for? She goes, okay. So this is what happened. You were out drinking, and I'm like, okay, I've done, I do those things, yes. Um. And she goes, you were with Conor McGregor. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she was like, you didn't want to stop drinking. And I'm like, tell me where the dream gets bad. Right? <laughs> and she's like, well, because uh, she's, she's pregnant right now. So she's like, I'm super pregnant at this point. I want to go home. So we go with Conor McGregor, you and his friends, and we walk to our house. And then you just leave me there and you go back to drinking. <laughs> And I was like, why is this a bad dream? I don't understand what's happening here. And she was like, I said, when you get back, I won't be here. And, and you were just like, okay. And I was like, again, this is, I don't know how this is negative. This is a negative dream for me. So you went home and I hung out with Conor McGregor. Is what you're saying. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Um, so, but that, the whiskey that we had, Boya, was uh, John L. Sullivan. Which, Terrible. My lord, it'll put hair on your knuckles if you don't have it. It's it's got the I've, meanest bite. I've got a couple. I will tell you offline. I don't disrespect other companies over sure. the over the airwaves, but I've got two that I keep on my shelf for pure comedy factor. I'm talking. Yeah. It won't put hair on your chest. It'll melt hair off your balls. It's so oh my god! It is like I'm telling you, like, bring back. <laughs> I could what feel the heartburn that? just talking about it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, and that's coming from I, I've had an endless number, and these are the top two, and they will. Oh yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely talk to you after uh, off air about that. Um, Brian, was that was that the bottle that got left in a garage for seven years? Yes, it was. So, yeah. so we had that whiskey, and it was terrible. Uh, it was so bad that um, the two, my two buddies that, that gave it to me, one of them was in the uh, or is in the Navy now. One of them was in the Marine Corps, and it made both of them go. It made they made a noise. <laughs> um, so we didn't finish it. We put it in a garage. He put it in his garage, and he's like, "I never knew what happened to that bottle." Seven years later, when we left, uh, my wife and I left California in October to come to Kansas. They come to our going away party, and he's like, do you remember this bottle? And I was like, yeah. Where'd you find it? He's like, it's been in my garage for seven years. Let's drink it. <laughs> so we took some more shots. Terrible idea. Uh, and now I have it in my garage. So <laughs> when when 2027 rolls around, that will be the uh... anniversary shot. Do you ever have a chance you can find, like, like find... Post prohibition, like four roses and stuff like that. Bottles aren't that expensive. I have to do Horrible. that. So yeah. like, obviously, there was a whiskey. There was a whiskey shortage post prohibition. Yeah. And so they they cut whiskey with grain neutral spirits. So imagine <sighs> taking like half whiskey, half vodka, and mixing it together, and it is like you would think, like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not cool at all. <laughs> oh, God. 
That's terrible, man. Uh, so Zach, let me, let me ask you this. So on your website here, under the about, you have uh, charitable uh, charitable donations. Oh, if I can click it there. And some of the organizations that you have listed here. So you have the Semper Fi Fund, uh, the Fisher House Helping Military Families, uh, Marine Raider Foundation, Sons of the American Legion, the Hoodie Memorial Fund, Operation Finally Home, and uh, another, uh, uh, a, a separate American Legion. So our, oh, you got so many more. Holy shit, I didn't even see all this. Yeah, there's, Jesus. <laughs> there's probably um, a fifth of what we've donated to. I mean. Damn. So is there a, um, do you guys kind of do like a background check on them or, or just anything that supports veterans you guys go with? I mean, I mean, I do a hillbilly background check. I mean, God, <laughs> God made Google for a reason. I mean, you can Google it and kind of tell. Off yeah, it right. You get some where you're like, this is the hard part. And, you know, you want to help everybody out. Sure. It's, it's a struggle sometimes and like, as a company, you kind of, kind of find your mission and like ours is veteran and like right. you'll get, you know, and, and I think all of these are worthy causes. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, the 12 year old leukemia foundation, you're like, I really want to donate to you. Like, yeah. you know, like, I, I just can't say yes to everybody. And like, exactly, it's especially yeah. a struggle sometimes we're like, we do, especially for veteran charities, it's easier for us rather than saying, now some of them, we just do straight monetary donations. Some, mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on what it is. But like, what we like to do is, we'll put a basket together and we'll have glasses, a bottle, you know, swag, all this stuff, and then they auction it off. So like, okay, you know, it's a win-win for both of us. I can give them a hundred dollars worth of stuff, and they'll auction it off for five hundred bucks. And you know, it's just it's a win-win for both people. So yeah, it, it's one of those things where like, if it's a legit thing, I'm all about it. But what yeah. we try to do now with with especially some of the smaller stuff, depending upon. You know, you hate saying it, but like some of the bigger stuff, it's like give, give, like, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to carry a whiskey there and like, you know, we'll donate money. And like some of them, it's like, hey, you buy some bottles and we'll, you know, we'll send you some stuff. But man, if I, if I, do, if I donated to every single person yeah. that asked me, like, <laughs> oh, you sure. know, I, sure. you know, we try, we genuinely, I mean, I, I can probably count on one hand how many people we've said no to. And the only people I don't say yes to are like, People that tell me do stuff just yeah. annoys me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like people that you donate to and they just act like asses. And then the next year they're like, hey, you donating again? I'm like, nah. <laughs> Dude, I, I tell you, and, and, and some of these, these individuals that you'll deal with, because um, for a number of years I worked um, before I, I'm an electrician now, but before I was even in the trade, I had like some odd jobs and I worked for Red Bull. And you'd go into these liquor stores. Yeah. Um, especially in San Diego, and they're like, buddy, buddy, free, free, free. I'm like, fucking no. Sure. What do you mean, no? No. What do you know? You know, free stuff. Um, I remember That's when, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I remember when we were living off um, uh, on Greenfield, right? There's a liquor store directly across the street from our house. And there was a time that um, me and my brother in law used to go in there and we would buy a bottle of Jameson and get like tanked. It would go, it would be gone in like two days because we would like drink and play video games and then we got to go buy more. We're buying these bottles of Jameson for like $35. Yeah. 
only because it's a 10 minute drive to the closest liquor store. <laughs> right. So we're just eating gas money at that point, right? I remember this one time we went in there and we go, hey, buddy, you come in here all the time for you? $4 off. $4. I'm like, you're already fucking me for 15 So don't act like you're doing me a favor, dude. You know, but I can imagine what you guys have to deal with with people, you know. Man, I, I'm telling you, I, I, again, I'm not going to call out states and companies, but like the liquor industry, especially. So every state, distilled spirits, so any, any high proof spirits, mm-hmm. is a completely different legal structure than beer and wine. They're not even in the same category. They might as well right. be a different industry, right? And every state has different licensing rules, and every state has different rules when it comes to like what you can and can't do. And then you have the overarching TTB that says this is you know, the framework of which everybody has to operate in from the federal government. Mm-hmm. The problem is you have essentially four companies that control the entire liquor industry. Wow. And really? they skirt, oh, yeah, they skirt every law, right? So, like, Amazon, a Google. No, no. Uh. You're talking like Brown, Brown Foreman, Diageo, the, those big companies that they own. And honestly, most. Most brands that you see that are American, you know, Kentucky owned or yeah, yeah. owned by an Asian conglomerate, it's just a holding company and they make it in no. Kentucky. It's all a joke. It's all it's all a facade, right? Like yeah. it's all like this this like we're 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 pro whatever and it's yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Whatever. Theater, but they theater. uh Yeah, but so you go into these states and you have some states where it's like, hey, they're very like Ohio. Right, Ohio sets the price on the shelf. Hmm. If you find freedom in Ohio, freedom is thirty nine ninety nine in every single store in Ohio, no matter what. You cannot change it. Every liquor store gets six percent of every bottle of distilled spirit they sell. Oh, wow. No negotiation, no question. Like six percent, boom, done. And so, it's very simple, right? Like they have no incentive to help yeah. out. Jack Daniels. They have no incentive to help out Zach. They have no incentive to help out anybody, right? So yeah. It's all about how much you grind. So, like, I go to every single liquor store we're in in Ohio myself. I've flown to Florida and gone to almost every single ABC store. I've gone to almost every single store in Michigan. I just grind in the states that I can grind. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to call out certain states, but some right. states, you go in and it's like, oh, you're going to give me money? Like, no, you kiss my ass. I'd rather not sell in your state than like, I, I, I don't do this. I don't do this for like money. I don't do it for like, if somebody offered me $15 million, I'd say, no, I, like, what would I do with my, like, what would I do with my free time? Like, right. I, I gotta have something to do, right? Like, like, I, I do freedom, I hunt, and I work out. That's about yeah. I mean, all my yeah. life. So it's like, I, I wouldn't know what I would do. So like I, I'm not driven by this. It's the same thing, trying to get into these bigger cities. Yeah. It's all driven by money, right? Like they oh, won't yeah. they won't come out and say you need a hundred thousand dollars, but I need you to buy me all new deep freeze. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anything. Like, so that's crazy. Would you say that the states that are doing that set rate is a better business model for you because it, like you said, it's all about drive in these areas versus the fluctuation of of different states is it which which is better i don't know it's hard to say like you have 23 controlled states in the union and then of some variety right 
Um, and so like Ohio, you don't have a, I, I keep using Ohio as an example, but like Ohio doesn't have distributors for distilled spirits. It's controlled by the state. You can have a broker that like helps you get your name out there, but they don't have distributors. And okay. you look at like Michigan, who, if you've been following Michigan, has been having a ton of trouble. Mm-hmm. By law, they're only allowed to have four distributors. Hmm. We could have an offline conversation about how that is a whole <laughs> different. How how that's legal and yeah. how like it happens there. It's like you yeah. can't they can't pay for your shipments in. They charge you to hold it. That you don't get paid till they ship it, and you have to pay their shipping costs. What? It, it, it's literally crazy. <laughs> it's literally risk free. So like you had yeah. until a few years ago, you had the same company since prohibition were the only ones allowed distributing. And you had no risk. All you did was bring in product and sell it. You had no cost associated with anything. The only way you could lose money is if everybody in Michigan decided to stop drinking distilled spirits. Yeah. Like, really, there was not a better, more flawless business money uh, business plan unless you owned the air and the water. Yeah. Like, That's wild. That is <laughs> so interesting. I could give you breakdowns of every state. And, like, some of them are awesome. Some of them aren't. Some I just... Yeah, and and being small like we are, you you have a different battle. Like we have, you know, there's positives to it. Like I don't need to grow like crazy. I don't need to, you know, there's certain things that I don't need to do, and there's, you know, there's certain things that are detriment when you try to get into to states that are driven by, you know, you can think about cities where crime drives stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where you're gonna find cities that you know are gonna have money, backdoor money that comes from yeah. liquor. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So so since all this craziness has happened, right? People getting locked in their houses and all that bullshit, how has the business gone for you? Is it has it taken a dip or have you actually seen a little bit of an uptick? It's weird because like we've it, yes and no, like <clears throat> we've grown we've grown every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were growing before COVID hit, right? Right. Um well, Computer, of course, is trying to make me start, restart, pick a time past this. Um, here we go. Um, but once COVID hit, like all on-premise shut down. Yeah. So all of your on-premise sales are null and void now, right? Right. Or sorry, all your off-premise. Sorry. I'm losing my mind. All your on-premise at bars. Now all your off-premise liquor stores, you're going to see go up. Right. Naturally, as a result. Now, how much of that is how much of that is COVID related versus like all of our marketing went to social media, which is driving everybody to stores versus bars. Right. At our size of a company, it's impossible to have the analytics where you can tell. You know, you know, we're not paying for cell phone tracers and all that crazy yeah. stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we go off of what we hear and kind of, you know. What did we sell this month versus what was our budget? And right, know, it, it's been it's been in positive uptick. It hasn't been like, um, you know, craft companies in general have been getting killed by it. And, yeah. and luckily for us, like we're very our our base once they have it, almost always buy, and it almost yeah. ends up being their go to liquor every time. I mean, awesome. So, we haven't had an issue. It's like customer retention is not an issue. And then like our growth, once people get it, like you say, you try it and you're like, Oh man, this is actually really good. So it yeah. becomes something that people, you know, we're not, it, it's not a niche item where somebody's just mm-hmm. buying it and never, never using it, which there's some veteran companies, you know, that I don't know if there's 
George, I don't even know if they're in business anymore. George, they had a George Patton whiskey that mm. had the coolest like foot locker with it and everything, but it was like a hundred bucks. Like, yeah, most people, you know, you spend a hundred bucks, you're not going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's when you break right. out every now and again. Yeah, you can make it too pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is there is there any plans for distilling any other types of spirits with freedom at all? And so I, have, I, you guys have a gin, correct? We make a we have a barrel aged gin, so we actually okay. take our gin and put it in our bourbon barrels for anywhere from two to four years. Um, I hate gin personally, and it's, and it's <laughs> delicious. Like it's delicious. Like, I, yeah, you can pay me to drink gin minus R, ours, and like I would tell you straight up, like I don't like gin. Like yeah, I would, and I I can drink ours because it's it's if you're like I really like just straight gin. Mm-hmm. Like I love sucking on pine cones, and like, <laughs> I would not suggest buying ours. Like I'd just be honest with you. Yeah, but like you like something that's smooth, and you like you like trying something different. It's got that, you know, that juniper on the nose, but like you're not gonna drink it and be like, Oh my god, it's pine yeah. salt. Like it's got that smoothness of the of the wood, that oakiness and vanilla with it, and it's like super smooth. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah, like I said, like if you're a dedicated like I like my stuff as dry as possible and mm-hmm. as tiny as possible, then like I mean go buy a bottle, I'm not gonna fight you. Like, <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, that's not what this tastes like. Yeah. Um, and then we actually make a cast strength. So certain states we sell it. Um so straight out of the barrel. You know, oh. roughly hundred and seventeen proof, depending upon the wow. barrel and, and what it is. But it's delicious. I mean, if you yeah. if you like cast strength, I, I always you know, I like putting an ice cube in it. You'll find people that say they love it just straight. I think that they're just saying that because they <laughs> want to say they're drinking 120 oh, yeah, straight. Dude. Just drink like just drink like 20 not, gallons not, of it. Yeah, it's not mellow. Like like people that drink straight moonshine are like, I love it. Like, hey, you don't. No, nobody no, nobody no drinks does. moonshine and goes. Mm. Like, yeah. and if you do, if you're at the point in your life where you're going, yes, probably need to go. Yeah, there's I, I got 12 <laughs> steps you can take. Yeah, there's a there's a 1 800 number you can call. Um, yeah, exactly. But. I, you know, I tell you, um, so last year, uh, in August, my wife and I took a belated honeymoon and we were in Ireland and, uh, okay. thank, thank, thank God we yeah. went cause I don't think we're going again anytime soon, but we went to the Jameson distillery and we took like a, a private tour or whatever. And we drank Jameson directly out of uh, the barrel that that batch does not get sold to the public. The only way you can drink it is to be there, pay for it, and then sit. Holy, but Jesus! Not only was it like the strongest liquor I probably had besides moonshine, um, but it was just delicious. So I, man, I, w- I would love to try some of that cask. That would just put yeah. even more hair on my chest. And yeah, is is that yeah. some? Um, can you buy the cask in stores? That's something you got to go to this <laughs> distillery to pick up. We we sell it in a few locations. I don't. You're out in Cali, right? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm not far from your distillery. I'm I'm in uh, El Cajon, which we is a little. We obviously have it out in Cali. I, okay. We sell it in Wisconsin for sure. Um, we ha- we just haven't started selling the cast strength a lot. I mean, honestly, like we were growing, growing. Like we had the cast strength about ready to launch. We talked about doing. You know, the little shop bottles or whatnot, mm-hmm. maybe doing like another branch off, doing some sort of other spirit. And then COVID mm-hmm. hit and we're like, 
pump the brakes. Like, oh, it's getting a responsible business. Like when it yeah. started, you're crazy to try to like, like launch something. You know, like you can't. Typically, you're launching it. You're hitting the market. You're doing, you know, face to face stuff. Like, and unfortunately for the liquor industry, like sales staff, like as soon as COVID hit, you know, you're talking 30, 40, 50 percent of people got laid off. So yeah. like people we worked with, I've been working with for three years, you know, gone. Emails don't yeah. work anymore. Like it hit Damn. the liquor industry hard because you had, you know, on premise was killing it right before COVID. The economy was booming. Like people were spending money, and then, you know, I, yeah. I can't blame the liquor companies. I mean, if yeah, it's one of those industries, you know, right? Yeah, tied to whether or not people are going to bars. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah um i don't know whenever california decides to open up completely that's a whole different discussion but um so 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 i can go into a bar and get a shot of get a shot of freedom if i wanted to right um, it depends on the bar if you go on the okay. website there's a locator tab which I think oh, okay perfect up. it'll show you every location you can zoom in we try to keep it as up to date as possible um some of that's dependent upon our distributors and when they give us the updated list but you can kind of see everywhere they're at and there's some random states there's one or two locations and yeah. right those are those are the the hot spots i'm sure <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm actually yeah. um showing it on screen right now boy for when the video comes out here okay yeah brian uh when you get this uh, it's too bad nicole's pregnant because <laughs> uh, yeah we should definitely try a sip of it i tell you uh holy cow they're everywhere in california um I'm sure she would love to indulge in some freedom. She's, <laughs> she's a, just got to wait a few months. <laughs> she's, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I want my kid to have two arms and not three. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Zach, let me ask you. So, uh, have you guys planned on uh, continuing to distribute to where you're at, just stay with where you're at until things kind of calm down. Or are you just going to keep pushing to other States and as much as you can, because it's kind of a risky time right now for a business. And do we keep, you know, it's like, it's, you know, fourth quarter and you're up by a touchdown. Do we play defense? Do we play prevent? Or do we keep, you know, try to drive the ball? You know, what, what's your, what's your game plan? So, since COVID started, we're on a we're on a holding pattern, and really in the past two weeks, we've kind of gotten together and yeah, two or three states we're looking at right now. Actually, in talks with the distributor right now, so we're looking um, to expand into two or three more, um, kind of see how that goes, see how we can launch in those locations, and then play it by ear. Absolutely, just it's difficult. I mean, the the as you, I mean. When you look at craft companies, like when you get mm -hmm. bored, just look up some craft companies and see where they're distributed. Like our reach for our size of a company and for our age is, is kind of, I don't say unheard of, but it's not typical. Sure. Yeah, um, sure. It's so sure. capital intensive to, to expand into other, other states. And so you either have, you know, a distributor that's paying you net 30, and I'll put that in quotes. If you get paid in 60 days, it's a blessing, you know? So, Control states, you're selling, you're getting paid when it sells, right? right? So you send 100 cases to Ohio, you sell 100, well, you sell, let's say you sell 50 cases in a week, they pay you your 50 cases, right? But non controlled states, like if your distributor decides not to pay you, well, I mean, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you may have $60,000 invested in that state, 
and you're waiting to get paid. Yeah. You know? So like, Jeez. it's one of those things you have to like, you gotta, you gotta see how the state is. You gotta see how the sure. is. You gotta, you gotta see how your sales are going to be and kind of, you know, and when we started, I don't say we did it the wrong way, but it was like, we just want to get in somewhere. We want to get in somewhere. And like, you know, you expand and like all of a sudden you're sending out, you know, a significant amount of product. And you're like, wait, I, I need, I need money. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need money. I sold this, but like, because everybody else has to get paid, right? Like you, yeah. you the TTB does not care. Like your taxes do. Like yeah. As soon as you ship that, your taxes do. This isn't like, the TTB is like, we want our cash. So. Right. Um, Why? It's, just, it, it's one of those things. It's just like, it's a gamble. I mean, you, f- you figure out your markets, you figure out where you're getting traction and, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta jump. And if it, it's one thing that's hard, I think with any business, and I have a lot of veterans that reach out to me and they want to get into liquor and they want to get in. And, and I mean, honestly, if you and your listeners want to reach out to me, I'm, I'm an open book. There's nothing I wouldn't tell anyone. Like there's, I have no secret. Like I can tell you everything I know and it's not going to help you much. Like you either have to, like, it's any business, right? Like, yeah. You got to have a passion for it. You have to really want to do it. And at the end of the day, like if you don't own it, like if you don't like feel it, if you don't have a passion for it, everybody else is going to know that you're fake. Like mm-hmm. you're going to walk into your room and they're going to be like, this is Jabroni. Right? <laughs> but like I, the biggest thing for me is like, I, I hate quitting. Like, but there's a point where like you have to cut it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. We've had several States where like, it just, it's not a fit for us, right? There's certain demographics. Certain states have categorized people, but certain <laughs> states have certain like people, you know, mm-hmm. like like it, as a state. Now I'm not talking yeah. like 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 cultural. Communist. I'm just talking like state right, right. attitude, right? Like yeah. Ohio people are very you know, Ohio Communist. state, yeah, yeah fuck <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> like California versus Texas, or you know what I mean? Like, it's, absolutely. Like you find states where you're like, we're just not a fit here. And there's, at first, I was like, no, I'm gonna, and I would spend money and energy. And at the end of the day, I was like, why? Like I yeah, could, yeah. I could sell three times as much in the state that I'm killing it. Like, let's just move out of there. It's like it's not a shot to my ego. It's like it's it is what it is. Like you're not yeah. gonna. They say it could be the, the. Biggest, juiciest peach, but somebody's not going to like it. Like, right. Yeah. Sure. Like, they might not like the branding. They might not like a lot of times. Our biggest issue is it's not for my state. Mm-hmm. States that are like, <laughs> seriously, states that are so like, I am like, I'm from. Yeah. It's like, bro, okay. you're drinking George Dickel. Let's yeah. not hold our standards really high. Yeah, let's, <laughs> settle, let's settle down a bit. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I totally get what you mean because it's it's a it's a new thing to me to see, and I and I personally still don't understand it. But living yeah. where I do now in Kansas, we'll go out to like a restaurant or something like that, and they got a bar there, and grown men will go in there and order from the bar a Keystone Light. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, look, I'm not a snob. I like Keystone. I've drank Keystone, but I'm not going to go to a bar and order a Keystone. I could buy a thirty rack for the same price. I just paid for it. Absolutely. But it's just what it's just what people it's just what people drink out here. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So, Brian, you know, living in California, especially Southern California, there's certain bars in certain areas where Pabst Blue Ribbon is the top selling beer. Yeah, and I, and I I I don't get it. 
but when you oh. walk up to the bar, you walk up to the bar and you ask them for anything else besides a Paps, and they look at you like you're the snob. <laughs> like, yeah. We only carry Paps. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. No, that actually <laughs> happened to me at the uh, the airport, but I think I told you that story. When um, yeah. I flew out to California, uh, I think it was for um, for my buddy's uh, bachelor party or something like that. And I drink a, I drink a lot of Budweiser. And I'm at the bar in the airport, and I'm like, hey, just can I get a Budweiser? And they're like, we don't have that. And I was like, oh, can I get a Coors Light? Nah, we don't have that. Well, what do you have? And it's just all it's all craft beer. And like she looked yeah. at me like I'm poor. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm... Not rich, but I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I guess I'll take the closest thing you have to that. And she gave me some, you know, craft light beer or whatever. I'm like, this is fucking Coors Light, lady. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) you just gave me a uh, a fucking Coors Light that's come from your brewery. Yeah. Oh, this is our lightest. But um, yeah, we. I totally get what you're saying, man. About there's just. There's certain things for certain states, for certain bars, for certain demographics, for certain people. And um, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a shame because um, I think it's also culturally too. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's just kind of what, you know, people are into and, and, and things like that. And it's great. But, you know, uh, you, you talked about generally, uh, like my, my brother, who's a, a Navy veteran, he swears by gin. Like he's like, I can't do dark liquor. So, he's a, I mean, he's the only person, Jason's the only person that I know besides my aunt when I was like four <laughs> that just likes gin. And yes. I, I've, yeah. I've never understood it. I always thought gin was something you put in something else. You know what I mean? Like, you know, as a matter of, of fact, <laughs> um, when Nicole and I got engaged, we remember we went to dinner that night. Yeah. And so my yeah, brother and they all show up. Threw yeah, up on and, everybody. And, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we go to the bar to do a shot. My brother's like, "Hey man, we'll I'll pay for you guys. We'll we'll all get a shot together." So it was like, it was like whiskey, 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 bourbon, whiskey, whiskey. My brother's like, "I'll take a shot of gin." I was like, "You'll take a that's, shot of gin?" That's the nastiest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. I was like, "You're a serial killer? What are you doing?" Oh my god! Yeah, but it's gin. Yeah, like yeah. Bombay. Uh, no, you know what? I think it was tang. It was tangeray actually, but um. Yep. It's so it's it's just kind of weird to me, you know. It is weird. It's weird because I've never, I've never, besides your brother, I've never heard anybody in any bar asking for a shot of gin. Because no one asks for a shot of gin. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, hey, can I get a, can I get a shot of uh, peach schnapps, please? Just schnapps, just uh, triple sec. Let me, you know, give me a shot of triple sec. Some uh, grenadine. <laughs> get a shot simple of uh, syrup. Yeah. Simple syrup. <laughs> yeah, let me just get a shot of Aunt Jemima's if you don't have if you have that <laughs> um, no that's so so I get I get what you're saying man it's kind of unique and, and and the thing about it too is and we wanted to have you on the show to talk about because <laughs> excuse me boy had talked so highly about it and I'm very excited to try it myself but so the fact that you're also you know uh, pro-American pro veterans and and you know that's kind of what we're about right now uh on the show because there's such a, a negative stigma that's happening in society and i think it's important that people do realize that there are still you know there's still good people out there and trying to do good things and you know living in san diego 
the homeless homeless population out there is just out of control. It's crazy. Um, yeah. That and you know San Francisco the same. Um, and I just kind of wonder, you know, how many of those those men and women um, were at one point veterans, and I think it's I think it's a real shame um, what happens to veterans when they come home. And I think it's a great thing that you guys are doing with the company and how you're supporting veterans in the way that you do and continuing to do. And um, so it's it's fucking hats off to you guys, man. That's that's super Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Well, you got anything else for Zach here? Um, no, man. Is is there a storefront at the at the distillery down here in in San Diego? There's not. So if you if you go down there and actually reach out to me offline, so the the distillery that that makes all of our stuff um, mm-hmm. goes by a different name. Okay, uh, and they they have it there. Like if you wanted to if you wanted to go in and get it, but they you know they they make their own stuff. They do some right. they do some other some other spirits. So okay. Um, but yeah, really good guys. They, you know, they make some good product as well. Uh, and I would, I would say their name, but I don't know what they're. You know, <laughs> yeah, no worries. We're we're big on ambiguity here. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're good guys, and they they'd love to have you guys down there. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, my uh, like I said, uh, a Marine veteran by the name of Trevor. I told him that we were going to be interviewing you, and he looked like the biggest little girl. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, I, actually, I wish we would have done this earlier. I was out in San Diego like ten days ago. Oh, really? Oh man, I was actually out in Coronado most of the time. But... Okay, yeah, yeah, it's about yeah fifteen minute drive. I'll have, from to, I'll have to hit you guys up next time I'm out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be way cool. Um, real quick, something I wanted to mention that you had, had touched on that um about the people who kind of act like um. I don't know, a little, a little uppity with what they know about, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to you and you, you kind of talk to them and tell them, you know, what you know to help out in any way that you can. Here it's we really go. cool. And, uh, yeah, oh, we'll watch you oh, there for a second. Locked, locked up there. Um, and it's really kind of cool the way that you, you're willing to reach out to people and talk to them and help them out. And, um, I think boy and I can attest from what, 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 what we know in our background is, is we both, um, practice jujitsu. And so there's plenty of people out there when you're rolling and be like upper belts or what have you. And you're like, Hey man, how did you do that? That was, that was dope. How did you, Oh yeah, I can't, I can't tell you that, bro. Yeah. Not like, until you, not until you get another stripe on your belt. I'm like, you oh, you're, dude, you're, you're fake as fuck, dude. You're, yeah. you're doing this for you. And oh, it's, you a, do, sh- man. it's, it's yeah. a shame that there's people out there like that, you know? And um, I think it's really awesome that you're you're that type of guy. And uh, how many how many is it? How many owners are there of of uh, freedom? You're looking at him. So you saw- are the top. Oh my god, dude! I'm like talking to royalty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not. Not at all. Right. No, on. I'm, so- I'm serious. Like if you if you met me in everyday life, you'd be like. No, that no definitely way. comes off as, as somebody who would help us get kicked out of a bar at some point in time. So. I literally was I literally was rushing to get here because I just came out of the woods. I was like, oh, yeah. I've been I've been in the woods all weekend. I actually just bought I bought land and built a cabin and just got it done. So our, our our season opened like two weeks ago. So I've living the I dream. Been home. Yeah, I, I I literally live in a cabin by myself with my dog about 
five days out of the week. So. That's awesome, dude. Man, oh, what a God. savage. <laughs> Anything that you do that's not cool, like just <laughs> <laughs> do you like use Charmin or, or you know, do you wipe with sticks or something? <laughs> like, you, know, you, you can't even say, well, I write poems because this is the most badass poem I've ever read on the bottle. So. I, I, do, I, I do have a deep love for poetry. Yeah, it shows, so, dude. That's um, me. Boy, before we let Zach go tonight, and, and Zach, we'll talk to you off there. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and read that poem okay. in the sexiest voice you can read it in? I'll, I'll try. It's in Fancy Cursive here, and I had to trip through it after. Now, mind you, I've had a, a glass of whiskey already. So <laughs> it's uh, it says, to those who have served in far off foreign lands, raise your glass to the heaven with calloused hardened hands and for those who have fought for our freedom never to return we sip this whiskey for you embracing the slow warm burn for when the morning sun breaks and we rise from our beds let us not forget the tree of liberty is watered with sweat blood and lead amazing just got a boner <laughs> just got a boner I, I, hit the, I hit the tree of water or the, the tree of liberty has been watered and like the first time I read that, and I, I don't know why, but that line right there is the best line out of the poem. Yeah, I appreciate mean, it. Is it, it was great. So, um, but yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, when when I reached out, because we we haven't reached out to many um, beer or whiskey companies at all, and but after I had this, you know, and then we see it's local, and it wasn't it wasn't because it was local, um, but it was because of what you know you, you see the bottle and you get an idea of what the company stands for um and then when we reached out to you guys and we realized that it wasn't just the bottle that stood for what we thought it might just by looks alone um it, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and we're happy that you, you took some time out of your day to uh to hang out with us here no i appreciate it thanks that's awesome man so zach before we let you go where can people find the bottle um give us your social media website anything else you yeah, want to so add at have a shot of freedom um have a shot you know super simple so um if you go to have a shot of freedom.com there's a locator tab drop down it'll show you every state click on it um there's links right into your google maps so if you do it on your on your smartphone all you got to do is click on it and it'll it'll take you right to the store we always suggest um Call the store first because I can't tell you how many people get irritated. They go there and it's sold out. So call the store, make sure they have it. If they don't, they'll be getting it within the next week or so. So uh, call the store. If you go to the website, we've got uh, a bunch of swag and merchandise you can buy. Um, you can read all about, you know, reach out to us. There's an info tab. Like I said, we respond to everybody. So nice. Not that I won't respond to everybody, but any veterans that have business questions, starting something, getting out, you know. I, I'll answer anything and help you any way I can. I can't promise I'll know the answer, but I'm I probably screwed up in some way that might help you out. <laughs> I'll, I'll save you. I'll save you a few hundred bucks. There you go. For sure. <laughs> right on. Cool, man. So thanks again for being on the show. We we man. appreciate it so much. It's been really cool to talk to you. Um. So that's it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies podcast. I've been Big Country. Boy, and we'll talk. Balls about I want you. To get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore.
USA in this house. USA in this house. Donald Trump poop and shit. Balls and I'm a human being.